You know how many times people say things like, close your eyes, visualize with me. It's five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. What does your house look like? What does your car look like? Imagine having a house with a swimming pool and it's a four story. You got elevator, you got this view, you got, okay, that's great. But how about we do it in a different way? Close your eyes, go 20 years from now and you don't do nothing. You stay the same as you are today. How many divorces you got? What happened to your family? How about the people that said you're going to quit and they say, I told you so. Every single time you have to appease to their opinion becoming factual because you gave up on your dreams. Say, that's the real exercise. And if you're okay with that, keep living life the way you're living. The reason most people fail is because they give up what they want most for what they want now. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to eat right. You don't have to sleep right. You don't have to do more than what's required of you. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. But you also don't have to win. You don't have to be a success in life. And that's why so few people achieve great things. Because they don't want to sacrifice. They don't want to discipline for some greater. So you see all these people that have great things in life that you look up to? It's because they were sacrificed and disciplined long before you ever knew them. You got to get tired losing. At some point, you got to be f***ing tired of not being number one. And you got to f***ing play angry. And I play angry. You got to work every f***ing day. It doesn't end. This is all pissed off for greatness. Because if you ain't pissed off for greatness, that means you're okay with being mediocre. I can't relate to lazy people. We don't speak the same language. I don't understand you, and I don't want to understand you. It's the fourth quarter. Once this year's over, you can't go back to add nothing to it. What kind of competitor sees the finish line slows down? Hear what I'm trying to tell you? Close, 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 close. Why? Because the world treats you different when you close. The world treats you different when you can finish. Where much is given, much is required, but you're going to get the rewards. Rewards come after you work, not before. The only place where success comes before work is in a dictionary. Look for excuses. Look for solutions. That's what winners do. Losers are always looking for the excuse. Well, the winner looks for the solution, man. Why don't I get the energy into the dreams that can be? The reason why you're doing that, if you are, you're not working hard enough, you're not studying hard enough, you're not throwing the midnight oil every night, which prevents you from staying awake in the midnight hours later in life wondering what it could have been. You erase that shit through all of this. You can it, guys. It's free. You only shoot up for it, you only snort and sweat for it. And then when you leave here, it's an abdominal will, it's the nurture. You don't think about second place. You think about first. And then a legacy. And building the gap between you and every other fucking person. Those times when you get up early and you work hard. Those times when you stay up late and you work hard. Those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. of one mountain is the bottom of the next, so keep climbing. Everybody's living off the hope factor. They hope the water's never cold. They hope the water's be good. I don't live off that hope. I wish the water's cold. I wish the f***ing rain. When the idiot is unknown and the distance is unknown, that's when you know who the f***ing are. ABC News. 
I'm Brian Clark. Holiday plans for many people may have been upended by the sharp uptick in COVID-19 cases, but health experts like Dr. Shi Jha at Brown University say there are safe ways to celebrate. I think Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, I think it's possible to gather with families safely. The key in my mind is making sure everybody who can be vaccinated is vaccinated. Uh, people are boosted. President Biden speaking today in South Carolina. He's telling graduates of South Carolina State University. The uncertainty of a devastated economy, the reckoning on race not seen since the 50s and 60s. Your time here has come during a tumultuous and consequential moment in modern American history. On Thursday, he acknowledged his Build Back Better expansion of social programs will not get across the finish line in 2021. That means the expanded monthly child tax credit will expire on December 31st. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told reporters on Air Force One Friday that the Biden administration is considering options to keep the expanded monthly child tax credit benefit going if and when the Build Back Better plan passes. If we get it done in January, we've talked to uh, Treasury officials and others about doing uh, double payments in February as an option. Since July, around 35 million American families have received the enhanced monthly tax credit of up to $300 for each child under age 6 and up to $250 for each child ages 6 through 17. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. On Capitol Hill, Roger Stone, a longtime advisor to former President Trump, appeared before the committee that's investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol. His lawyer says they'll invoke the Fifth Amendment. Federal sex trafficking trial of Ghislaine Maxwell continues as the defense approaches the end of its case. A judge today said she would not delay the trial after lawyers for Maxwell, a former companion of Jeffrey Epstein, said a woman they hoped to have testified did not respond to a subpoena. You're listening to ABC News. School districts across the country have been forced to deal with a social media threat that law enforcement does not deem credible. TikTok amplified what started with a concerning post on social media. The NYPD and other law enforcement agencies said there's nothing to suggest this threat is credible, but it has drawn their attention. Police departments have deployed extra resources. And while some schools have closed as a precaution, many others are trying to keep parents calm and make sure they're not entirely discounting a threat so soon after the high school shooting in Michigan. That's ABC's Aaron Katursky. Professional sports not immune to the nationwide surge of COVID-19 cases. The NFL tightening COVID protocols with mandatory masking and virtual meetings. 70 players testing positive this week or exposed. Cleveland Browns defensive lineman Miles Garrett criticizing the league's testing protocols. They were saying that uh, we weren't going to test. Going into, we were just going to go into the building even though we might have a couple more guys pop up as, as positive. And NBA Chicago Bulls head coach Billy Donovan. Not every team was testing under the same premise that we were testing under. Several Bulls players sidelined. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Striking Kellogg workers off the job since October 5th could be making cereal again by Christmas. About 1,400 workers at plants in Michigan, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee rejected a tentative deal earlier this month. Union members must now approve a new deal that includes more cost-of-living wage increases. This is ABC News. program is an anchor production now available on spotify and google podcast now with that being said this malone show starts right now
Good morning once again. Welcome to uh, another episode of Mind Chatter. Um, got a very, very relatable subject to talk about today. Um, but before I do, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Ace of Alone up in Spokane. He's got his own podcast uh, called AVS. And uh, he is on live Thursdays at 5 p.m. So go check out his stuff, his nonsensical diatribe, he calls it. Um, but yeah, Ace of Alone, go check him out. Um, today, I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in and joining me today, but today I'm going to talk about something that uh, it's very common. I think everybody, everybody does it. Um, and it's not necessarily a good thing. Um, as you see, the title is called Skeletons. And what that's in reference to is skeletons in our closets. I mean, we've all got them, don't we? we we've all done some things that um, we're not proud of. Um, things we may even be downright ashamed of. I mean, maybe we broke a law. Uh, maybe we mistreated somebody. Caused someone else's pain and misery. You know, maybe we got away with it. Maybe we didn't. You know, maybe we stole from a family member. Betrayed a friend or a loved one. I mean, the point is, we've all got our uh, our deep, dark secrets that, you know, we, we would likely uh, take to the grave if we could, right? The things that are no one else's business. I mean, every single one of us. And I don't care how, you know, prim and proper or sophisticated you might have grown up or, or how poor, you know, disadvantaged or abused you might have grown up, right? This one concept is the true social equalizer. Right? We've all got skeletons. In our closets. I don't know anybody um, personally who would uh, argue or dispute that. I mean, it, it's just, and this simple fact is what makes me wonder why exactly is it that we can justify feeling superior to another human being? All right, our society is, is great at being judgmental, all right, pointing out somebody else's flaws, somebody else's mistakes or misgivings, humiliating them and shaming them in public, you know. It, it's this this trend, this this judgmental road, which our society finds itself on, that gives rise to so many other things that I, that I think are kind of collapsing our freedom. I mean, we love digging into somebody else's backgrounds, don't we? I mean, we love background checks, Google searches, yeah, you know, criminal history searches, job histories, relationship statuses, registries, you know, all that. You know, but the irony is that. We cannot stand somebody else peeking into ours. We feel violated. Right? We love to judge others, but we do not want to be judged ourselves. You know, I'll, I'll expand on that more in just a little bit. I mean, the love of judging other people. I mean, how else do you explain the enormous popularity of, of like shows like Cops, right? And Jerry Springer type shows and, and Lockdown and reality TV in general, really. I mean, as long as the cameras are pointed at somebody else, you know, the one-way voyeurism there. I mean, how how did we really forget that even though, I mean, even though we're all all individuals, we all have one thing in common. I mean, we're all people, and we're all so much more than our worst days. We all make mistakes. You know, the old adage, you know, to err is human. I mean, rest assured, we've all done it. I mean, how exactly did we make the transition from a uh, uh, more or less a, a privacy and, and forgiveness to intrusion and judgment on others. I mean, how can we justify 
pointing out how flawed or disturbed someone else is because of their skeletons, which we have proudly exposed, knowing full well that our own skeletons remain safely hidden, or at least we hope they do. I mean, the truth is we can't justify it. It's, it's hypocrisy. And you can't justify being a hypocrite. I mean, it's very disturbing, honestly, to see the wedge that our, our, our current fascination with the private lives of others, I mean, it's driving into our society. I mean, be a judgmental. I mean, it causes a, a lot of other negative consequences. I mean, invasion of privacy being just one. But also, it, it, it's a, it causes a division of, of our people in general. I mean, being judgmental causes us to divide and label others. I mean, there's a label for everything now, right? No, it doesn't matter what you've done in your past. I mean, there's some, you know, a murderer, a rapist, alcoholic, a sex offender, rich, poor, middle class, you know, white collar, blue collar, wealthy, elite, trailer trash, you know, wife beater, cheater, adulterer, druggie, dropout, deadbeat dad. I mean, and you could even get into the political, you know, oh, this guy's a Democrat, this guy's a socialist. You know, a felon, a criminal. I mean, there's a label for everything, for every perceived, you know, disagreeable or, or bad decision from another perspective. I mean, in other words, for, you know, essentially for every skeleton. But no matter how good the person appears, I mean, you will find something about him or her that offends you somehow. If you just look deep enough, I mean, I guarantee it. Whether it be, a, you know, a new neighbor um, a, a potential date, a babysitter, a co-worker. I mean, there is a skeleton that you can hate if you just look hard enough. And unfortunately, that's what we do. We look for something to hate. A friend of mine, that I talked about this with a friend of mine a while back. And he reminded me that humans have been casting judgmental eyes on one another. I mean, time immemorial. Uh, good morning, Mercedes. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I suspect that it's gotten much worse since the proliferation of things like, uh, you know, the public records and, and the Internet, um, the, the easy availability of information, in other words. You know, before the ease um, in which information is now acquired, in which, like, the Internet facilitates, I think, I think our society was much kinder and safer. I mean, how? Because whatever skeletons that we had in our own closets didn't come out for the most part unless we allowed it. You know, so that, that kind of leaves leaves some questions for me. You know, like, what's, like what, what is worse, really? I mean, having skeletons in our closet in the first place? Having information about our skeletons so easy accessible by others? Or is it the character of the person who feels the need to investigate, to intrude, and ultimately cast judgment. Now, I, I uh, if you've listened to some of my other podcasts, you know that I really like uh, Ayn Rand's philosophy called um, objectivism. Well, passing judgment upon others is a topic that she has hit on. And uh, I'm going to read you something from her um, that I found. And it, it really it, it really does kind of strike a chord with what I'm talking about here today. Um she says that justice is the recognition of the fact that you cannot fake the character of men, just as you cannot fake the character of nature, that you must judge all men as conscientiously 
as you judge inanimate objects, and with the same respect for truth, with the same incorruptible vision, by as pure and rational a process of identification, every man must be judged for what he is and treated accordingly. And I think you have to you have to really listen to the words right there. Every man must be judged for what he is, not what he was. You have to, if you're going to cast judgment upon somebody for whatever, you have to give them the opportunity, particularly if whatever misdeed was done was a long time ago. You have to give them the opportunity, and maybe the benefit of the doubt, that they have learned and they have grown and become a better person. You know, I mean, to pronounce, I guess, a moral judgment on others, I mean, it's a big responsibility. I mean, to, to be a judge... I, one, one must himself possess, I mean, an unimpeachable character. I mean, who does that really apply to? Right? Just as a judge in a courtroom can make a mistake in judgment, if he doesn't have all of the necessary evidence or information about the case, we also engage in the same mistake-making endeavors when we enter into judging someone else or criticizing them harshly based on nothing more than gossip, right, or second- or third-hand information. And it's unfortunate, but we do it all the time, right? And that kind of leads me to the to the to the question: Why are we so interested in somebody else's life, right? I mean, there have always been you know busybodies and nosy people. Uh, I think, but in recent years, it's it's exploded into something of an epidemic. Especially when you hear some dirty laundry, man, you want to just get on get in on that. And it's unfortunate because most of the time. You don't have the information. You just heard something from somebody who heard it from somebody else. And now you want to say that, you know, so-and-so is a piece of garbage because of it. Well, that's wrong. I mean, like what I just read earlier, I mean, you have to have yourself, if you're going to cast judgment, you have to yourself possess an unimpeachable character. And that applies to almost nobody. I mean, if you're one of those people who feels that they absolutely must do a background check or a Google search or, or check Facebook status or, or court records or whatever, I mean, why are, why are you doing so? You know, is it because deep down you simply want somebody to hate? Right? Are you really convinced that the subject of your search is a threat until you've exposed him and, you know, as much as possible. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, if you look hard enough, you will find something that you don't like about that person, regardless of what, what, what their, their persona is. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to turn this into a, a uh, religious or biblical text, but, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I do have a passage from uh, the book, uh, the book of Matthew in the Christian Bible. And everybody, I'm sure, has heard this, the, the famous line about, you know, judge not, lest ye be judged yourself. Right? Well, there's more to that passage. I'm going to go over here in just a second. I mean, although I'm not necessarily a Bible-believing Christian, I do find certain Bible passages very interesting as it relates to this, and Matthew chapter 7 is one of them. And I'm going to, this is what it says. I got my, my study Bible open right now. I'm just going to read from it. And it says, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye? But you do not notice the log that it's in your that's in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, "Let me take that speck out of your eye"? 
when there's a log in your own eye, you hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Now what that means is, a lot of people try to uh, interpret that as meaning like you're not supposed to cast judgment upon others. Well, that's not exactly what it means. All right. Those words were spoken by Jesus. He wasn't saying, hey, don't don't judge another. What he's saying is that everybody has made mistakes. And you don't have the right to judge another unless you're currently working on your own issues, trying to solve your own problems. I mean, right here in the, um, the footnotes, pertaining to what I just read, it says, Jesus does not forbid all evaluation or even judgment of others, for ultimately the one who feels grieved and humbled over his own sin can help remove the speck from another. What Jesus does rule out is pride that views oneself as better than others. And I think that really hits at the core of why we do what we do. Casting judgment upon another. We try to tear them down so we can make ourselves feel better. But, I'd like to point out the word hypocrite, which was used in that passage. And I think, to highlight somebody else's mistakes while completely ignoring our own, that's the hypocritical part. Alright? I mean, we, 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 we cast judgment on almost everything in our daily lives. Everything that we do, every decision we make, is a judgment call. The shirt that you want to wear in the morning. Well, I'm not going to wear a red one today, I'm going to wear a blue one. That's a judgment call. You want to trade your vehicle in, I, you know, I don't want a Toyota no more, I want a Chevy. That's a judgment call. So the whole concept of judging is not the issue here. What the issue is, is condemning somebody, criticizing them for something that they have done. Whether, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Knowing that you've probably done the same thing, or maybe even worse. I mean, you have, you really have no right to do that to another person. And that's what's hypocritical about it. I mean, isn't that exactly what we do, though? I mean, we're all hypocrites in that regard. I mean, it's a very appropriate word in this context. I mean, pointing out others' skeletons while ferociously and desperately guarding our own closets. Well, yeah, but at least I didn't do that. Like that matters, right? You know, is this not a, I mean, this is like a, it's a thinly veiled deflection, really. So the attention is not directed, you know, towards ourselves. You know, so somebody else is the piece of garbage, but I'm, I'm the good guy. You know, I mean, when, when will we ever really get back to respecting another's right to privacy as ferociously as we guard our own closets? I mean, the simple fact is that I don't need to know every single detail, good or bad, from your life. I don't. I mean, we can debate, you know, the Constitution and whether or not certain information should be made available to the public. But I think what we're really talking about is the integrity of the person who is convinced that he or she needs to know. All right. Maybe we should instead um, start formulating our own opinions of others based on who they are, not what they've done in their past. I mean, I think that's the proper way to address it is to leave the past where it is. I mean, we are... Like I said earlier, we are all so much more than 
our worst days, you know, the worst things that we have ever done. But so many of us want to say that that's who we are. Sorry for the pause. I'm reading something. <laughs> but, okay, here it is. So, this is something that I wrote a while back. But it says, you know, every single one of us has the capacity to make a horrific mistake, but then to also learn from it and as a result grow and become a better person. If we truly believe in this possibility, maybe we should instead start formulating our opinions on others, like I said earlier, um, based on who they are rather than what they've done. Although our pasts are a part of us, no single event defines who we are as a person. Having a skeleton is simply not enough information to describe anybody. And I think that's something we should really think about and take into consideration. Even if you hear something bad about somebody else. I mean, let me think about it. I mean, do we, we have to ask ourselves, do we really care that one of our neighbors, if we find out he was a convicted sex offender, right, or our new co-worker was a former meth addict or, or you know, a friend was a, is a recovering alcoholic in their past? I mean, are we really better off knowing this stuff? You know, and would you still be willing to expose someone else's mistakes if it was required that your own skeletons be revealed? Well, I doubt it. That's why I said earlier, I mean, we're fine with, with reality TV because the cameras are on somebody else, and that's the whole point of it. You want to you point the fingers and, you know, point the cameras at somebody else, not at you. I mean, what would you do if you woke up one day to, to realize that there are cameras all over your house and you're the star of somebody else's TV show? Would you not feel violated? Well, yeah. Because like I said, this is all, it's kind of an invasion of privacy. You know, you've done something kind of crappy in your past and you'd like to just let it go and, and move on. But yet somebody else like to drum it up, you know, tell stories about you when they probably don't even know what happened. You know, well, I heard it from from my friend's cousin who heard it from a co-worker. Well, that's not going to give you any information at all. It's just gossip. Bunch of hens clucking around the hen house. I mean, whatever really happened to just mind your own business? I mean, are we are we all so psychologically damaged and insecure that we must seek out and find something to hate just so we can feel better about ourselves? You know, is there some underlying reason that we have to cut others down in order to build ourselves up? There probably is. I, I mean, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure there is a reason. I mean, wouldn't it be a better approach... To work on some of our own flaws rather than uh, exerting so much energy worrying about somebody else's. You know, I, I think I feel so strongly about this because I value the individual right to privacy. You know, from nosy neighbor and intrusive government alike. I mean, who was it? Uh, 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 Mark Twain that said that fences make the best neighbors. In other words, you keep your baggage in your own backyard and I'll do the same. I mean, you don't need to know everything about my life or my past or what goes on in my house, nor do you have a right to know. A lot of people now are convinced that they have a right to know. So they can cast their judgments. They can try to figure me out. Try to try to get a, a really good beat on who I am just based on something that they've heard. I mean, those are pretty wise words from Mark Twain there and wise words from Matthew as well.
there's a there's an old adage uh, that it says don't judge a book by its cover and I got a little story about that um, the, little, the small hometown that I am from for a long time for years there was a there was an old man that used to walk around town he looked like Santa Claus big old bushy white beard dressed in rags he looked like a homeless guy stunk didn't take showers um, at the time I worked at uh, Denny's restaurant and every every so often he'd come in for uh, for coffee and you know nobody wanted to sit by him because he smelled and, and you know it's I mean you get you get that perception that he's just a homeless bum and, and, you know, he's having a hard time or whatever. Well, I found out later on that this guy was actually a multimillionaire. And he had a fabulous house up in the hills uh, in the area that I lived in. It was called Bel Air. Had a beautiful house up there, a wife waiting for him. And he would just take off for, you know, days at a time, week at a time, and just go walk around, walk around. Well, apparently his wife was interviewed or questioned or something about um, if he's got all this money and his beautiful home and, and everything, why, why does he spend his days and his nights out just walking the streets? And uh, she said she, she wasn't sure. She wished he would just come home. But apparently he had said that he wanted to know, he wanted to know the truth about humanity. And he wanted to, essentially he was in disguise. And he just wanted to know how people would treat another, one another. I think he probably got his answer. But that, I mean, that goes to my point. I mean, you, you, you can't judge a book by its cover in that regard. I mean, this guy was a wealthy man walking around in rags. And, and nobody knew it. And so I guess that's the whole point of this, this entire podcast today, is that just because you have a piece of information about somebody, it doesn't define them. I mean, you, you, you see this, this old man walking around with a big, big beard and raggy clothes, and how many people thought they had this guy figured out? They didn't. I mean, this guy lived an entirely different life that nobody knew about, and that's the whole point. Is that just because you find some garbage on somebody, you, you dig it up on the internet, or you, you do a Google search, or whatever, that's not going to describe who that person is. That's one one piece of information that could have happened, you know, years ago. Does that define who they are today? I, I would say most times, no, it doesn't. Good morning, Jeff. You're a little bit late. I'm almost done. <laughs> and so... I mean, that's, like I said, that's, that's kind of my podcast for today. I mean, I, I just, I would like a lot of people to think about this. It's not a new subject. I mean, it's been going on for years, um, but I, I just food for thought. I mean, maybe, maybe it's something that everybody can work on a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, you know, just start treating people better. Stop gossiping so much. Stop thinking that you got everybody figured out and you know everything about everybody when you really don't. We're, like I said earlier, we're, we are so much more, there's so much more to us than the worst day that we've ever had in our lives. So so to, to throw that in somebody's face now 
and cast judgment upon them when you think you got them all figured out. I mean, that's, you know, number one, you probably don't have all the information. And number two, you're a hypocrite because you've probably done something worse yourself. And that's that's the, really the point that I wanted to hit on for today. So, Mercedes, Patty, Jeff, thanks for tuning in for for my for my my diatribe here. I appreciate it. Um, I'm gonna upload this as soon as I get done, and I, I do appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful Sunday. CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Facet Wealth. I'm Steve Kathan. Need a COVID test? Get in line. That's the story in some places like New York City. I was surprised there was this line here today. I decided I'd stick it out. And with the Omicron variant sending case numbers higher, CBS's Weijia Jiang says the White House is fighting for its federal vaccine mandate for health care workers. The Biden administration is asking the Supreme Court to allow the mandate to go into effect, um, saying that it is urgently needed health and safety measure to take effect before the winter spike in COVID-19 cases worsens even further. The CDC is no longer recommending people get the Johnson & Johnson single-dose vaccine because of its link to rare blood clots. Infectious disease specialist Stanley Perlman at the University of Iowa. There are certainly situations where the J&J vaccine will be useful, which is why it wasn't taken off the market. It was just recommended that mRNA vaccines be received. Russia's foreign ministry says it wants the U.S. and NATO to agree to a string of new security demands designed to keep Ukraine out of the alliance and roll back influence in Central and Eastern Europe. Reporter Felix Light is in Moscow. Russia has made public a list of sweeping demands to limit NATO's role in Eastern Europe. The Kremlin wants guarantees that NATO will not expand further eastwards and a ban on troop movements in the alliance's own Eastern European member states like Poland. The White House said it has seen the proposals and is consulting with European allies. A Russian official says relations with the U.S. and NATO are at a dangerous point. More rain expected today and tomorrow in parts of Kentucky that were rocked by deadly tornadoes. The power is still out to tens of thousands in several states after this week's Midwest windstorms. Some schools have taken action today after troubling Internet buzz. The threats being made on TikTok are certainly concerning. Students say that they might bring guns to school, that there might be bombs at school. California school superintendent Tony Thurman says most of the threats are hoaxes, but he encourages students and school staff to be vigilant. If you see even the smallest thing, let your school community know. And if you're a school leader, let your local law enforcement know. Let's all play it safe. TikTok says there is no evidence of these school threats on its platform. Matt Bigler for CBS News, San Francisco. The resurgent coronavirus may be no match for Spider-Man. Do you want to play games? Catch! AMC says the opening last night for Spider-Man No Way Home was the best for a December release in the U.S. with more than a million people venturing out to theaters to see it. Wall Street, right now the Dow is down 318 points. The Nasdaq is up 53. This is CBS News. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode. And if you have any questions, be sure to send them in at B-A-L-L-O-N-E-E-A 88 at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, just search Ace of Alone. And you can also find me on Instagram at Ace of Alone underscore between Ace and Alone, all lowercase. And until next time, I will catch your asses down the road. Mm-hmm.